Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. So we're taking a break from our series in Luke because of Sanctity of Human Life Week. And our sermon came from a variety of passages, kind of focusing on uh, opening verses from the book of Jeremiah and closing with Psalm 139, covering a variety of Old Testament passages, establishing how God feels uh, about murder. And uh, in our devotions this week, we will look more at how God particularly feels about the slaughter of children to make someone's life better, because that's not actually a new idea. It is millennia old, and it's not atheistic, it's not secularist, it's quite pagan. So we'll establish that in our coming devotions, but I wanted to begin with something a little bit more pragmatic. James chapter 1 in verse 22 tells us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And then James being this rapid fire series of practical challenges uh, goes to verse 27. And I know it's unlike me to not read all the verses that come before and all the verses that flow after. You'll see why if you read the book of James. Uh, I want to look at verse 27, particularly for our purposes uh, uh, after Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained from the world. To be pro-life is to be for something. And as you encourage women not to abort their babies, what naturally follows then is an eagerness and a willingness to help look after all the babies that you hope will be born instead of being killed. So this is basic. This is fundamental. I wish that everybody could have heard what I just heard a few hours ago after preaching our Sanctity of Human Life Sunday sermon when I spoke to my confidence in the Redemption Church's absolute willingness to come alongside any mother who is frightened with an unplanned pregnancy and our willingness to give you, I mean, just extravagance when it comes to cribs, strollers, car seats, diapers, baby food, anything that you need. I am absolutely confident that you say the word and the people of the Redemption Church will rise up. And we don't even have a building yet. And I know that I, I know that Redemption Church is not even unique in that. This to me, not even as a pastor, but it's just as a Christian, is common sense. It's basic. It is, in fact, religion that is pure and faultless. It's so fundamental. The word religion gets a bad rep because in the 2000s, it was kind of popular to deride religion and say, it's not about religion, it's a relationship. And then as a result, the word religion kind of took on a negative connotation. People who come from heavily legalistic backgrounds may think of the word religion and associate it with a bunch of traditions of mankind and things like that and a bunch of rules and laws that others pile on you. But according to James, according to the Bible, according to God, religion that God finds pure and faultless is to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unpolluted by the world. That's actually a good thing. That's actual religion. That sounds pretty awesome to me. So even though in our context, we have some baggage with that word, looking after the baby born from an unplanned pregnancy is a no-brainer. It's obvious. It's basic. After the sermon, uh, a young woman in our church came to me and, and encouraged me to speak more to women who may be afraid 
And not just afraid of all the material needs that come with having a baby, but afraid of being shamed for having sex out of wedlock. I can tell you, there's not a single person at the Redemption Church, okay, do you hear that name, the Redemption Church? Who doesn't know what it's like to stumble into temptation and sin, even after you've proclaimed Christ as Lord. We get it. We understand the gospel. The Redemption Church is named because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm quite confident there's not a single member of the Redemption Church who's going to walk up and stick their finger in your face and say, shame on you for having sex outside of marriage. They're going to say, praise God for your baby and for you. We are here to give you anything that you need. I can say that with absolute confidence because I know these people and they're not alone. We're not the only church like this. We don't have the market cornered on this basic sense of what religion actually is. I, I say this in this tone because to me, it's so obvious. It's, it's so real. I can't fathom a church that would shame a woman for having a baby and needing help. In the coming devotions this week, we're going to talk more about pro-life ministry before the woman gets pregnant. Okay, the, the kind of pro-life ministry that happens symptomatically as, we'll talk more about this in our coming devotions, uh, masculinity is reestablished as biblical, as womanhood is reestablished as biblical, as uh, we have a proper understanding of birth control. I know that sounds like an absolute total non sequitur in our coming devotions. We'll talk more about it. And as the marriage rate comes out of decline and to the glory of God increases. All of these factors collide in long-term pro-life ministry because when we minister to the needs of a woman who is currently pregnant, okay, regardless of the circumstances, there's a new soul who is involved in the equation. That soul has a body. That body has needs. The church is here to look after orphans and widows in their distress. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that would apply to a scared young mother who walks into the church. Absolutely. But then there's another phase that I think is actually broadly, exponentially more effective when it comes to being pro-life. And that has to do with eliminating the number of women who feel like they would ever need an abortion. My wife is so incredibly beautiful. She also happens to look very young as, as she still is, you know, we're very young as it is, but when we were first married and we moved to our church in Orlando, uh, we both looked like babies. True story. I would actually get, that's when I first had a buzz cut, uh, not counting the Mohawks that I had stories there. I would actually try to buzz my hairline to make my hairline look like it was receding more so people would take me more seriously. I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> it's happening on its own now. My wife, when we would join in with the student ministry, you know, people who didn't know who she was would assume she was one of the students. And we were pregnant um, with, I think this was when Asa was on his way. And we had this big, huge student event, and my bride, whose name is Jessie, was helping out. She wore a matching t-shirt. And so there she is with, this, you know, this beautiful pregnant belly sticking out in this t-shirt that matched all the students. And with this youthful face standing among a bunch of high school girls, these elderly women walked up to her. And they gave her sweet hugs. And they said, sweetie, 
We are so happy that you are here and we can't wait for your baby to be here and we're gonna give you anything that you need. We're so glad that you kept your baby. And she said, no, you don't understand. I'm Jesse's wife. <laughs> and it was a church of a couple thousand, so it was understandable that they didn't know every spouse, every, every spouse of every staff member. But Jesse said, that is, but thank you, because that is exactly how we hope you would talk to a pregnant teenager who would walk into our church. Absolutely, that is perfect. That is, that is religion that is pure and faultless. If you are pregnant and scared, you can come to the Redemption Church. It is fundamentally basic. This is, the, this is actually what religion is. Looking after children who are in need, looking after you. So, partner with the Redemption Church in this. We have largely uh, partnered with REACH Ministries to help look after, for example, the homeless. And this is one of the things that REACH Ministry does as well. Because sometimes looking after, looking after, you know, scared pregnant women and looking after the homeless in Seattle is the same thing. So, man, to the glory of God, you can bring donations to the Redemption Church. We collect them every Sunday. This is one way in which you can be pragmatically pro-life and uh, the triage form of pro-life ministry, that is ministering to the physical needs of women who are pregnant right now. You can bring diapers, you can bring baby food, you can bring baby clothes, you can bring all that stuff. Even if it doesn't fit in the bin, we'll make it work. Okay, so that's one thing that you can do. In this, however, we do, do need to give the qualifier, in my experience, uh, standing outside of an abortion clinic with all the baby needs in the world of the beautiful, brand new, shiny, gray coat baby stroller, uh, there are some women who it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They'll give you the middle finger and walk right in to have the abortion anyway. Remember that while meeting physical needs is part of it and it's a given and it's basic to religion, it doesn't address the underlying spiritual issue of which abortion is arguably a symptom. And so we'll talk more about that in the devotions that come up this week. All right, so take a moment right now and pray specifically for women who are pregnant and scared and in within reach of the Redemption Church right now. This is the triage level of pro-life ministry. We believe in the sanctity of human life. We have heard from the Word of God on this matter, and this is fundamentally basic. Okay, if you're a Christian, if you claim to have any religion at all, you're going to look after orphans and widows in their distress. You're going to keep yourself from being polluted by the world. So take a moment right now, and if you would, please pray for scared pregnant mothers.